Do our thoughts control us? Do they impact how we react to other people or in certain situations? And if so, what can we do about it? Do we have to stay stuck or is there a way to control our thoughts? We'll dive into all of that and hear what God has to say on the topic. Grab a notebook. You might want to take some notes. Let's go. Welcome to the Treasured Wellness Podcast, where we talk about all things health and where nothing is off limits. You will uncover what may be holding you back so that you can break those chains, get to the root cause, and walk into freedom with confidence, the way God intended for you to live. Hi, I'm Michelle McCoy, functional health coach and holistic lifestyle advocate. Ladies, together we are going to dig deep into real life so that you are educated and equipped to create the whole health you desire without the overwhelm. Now more than ever is the time for breakthrough, action, and restoration. It's time to get intentional and reclaim your health. If you're ready for mind, body, and soul clarity, then let's get to it. Welcome back to the show. Today we are going to kind of have what I'm calling Michelle's musings on mindset. (laughs) I'm just going to kind of share my heart about mindset. I'm going to kind of put a little spin on it, a different little spin, and just kind of share my thoughts about it. But before we dive in, I want to Take a few seconds and read a review that was left on Apple Podcasts. I am so grateful for all of the reviews that I have been able to read. And I just want to do a shout out to Maddie Jane 85. Maddie Jane 85. Her review is so sweet. She says, Michelle is so incredibly down to earth and relatable. I have felt so overwhelmed, confused, and even lost in my own health journey. But she has always been my biggest fan and greatest support and helped me be confident in the decision that, decisions I was making for my own health and wellness. She is not only a rock star mentor, but a friend. Oh, thank you so much for that sweet review, Maddie Jane 85 I so appreciate you taking the time to write it. You're, you're truly just such an amazing person. And ladies, I am truly so blessed when I read your reviews. So if you have found value in what you are hearing, hop on over to Apple and leave me a five-star because this will help other women like you to find the show. Okay. Today I am kind of, let me just give you a little disclaimer that I am sharing my thoughts, my thoughts on what has helped me to change my mindset better than anything else I have tried. And I truly believe that this one thing is vital before any other change can take place. So let me just put that disclaimer out there, but our thoughts, they are so powerful you, know, you may have heard that we are what we think, and that's true. I mean, that's, that's absolutely a true statement, and our thoughts can control us. They can create our emotional state of being and affect our health in either a positive or a negative manner. For example, are we holding on to bitterness? Are we holding on to anger or sadness, pain, possibly from a, an event that happened years ago, decades ago? Do we have hangups around food 
or hangups around our body that possibly stems from childhood? Do we still have those mean voices yakking at us in our head? Well, rest assured, those people who have heard us have moved on. They've moved on. And maybe we can't. Because maybe we are just frozen in our pain. Maybe we were, and we've done the hard work to get past it. But maybe some of us still are. But I want you to know that it doesn't have to stay that way. We can move on to a place of peace. We can have inner peace. We get to choose. We all get a choice. Deuteronomy 30:19 says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. Our thought life affects our descendants our children, our children's children. How we live our life can affect or alter the generations after us, just as the generations before us shaped us. Maybe a little known secret about me is that my number one goal in life when I got married was to change the generational curses in my family. I've worked so hard my whole life to break the chains of bondage that I saw in my family. And that may sound harsh to some people, but even at my young age of 19, yes, I was 19 when I got married, I just knew I wanted more for my future kids. I wanted more for myself. And I wasn't a Christian at the time, and I had gone through a difficult upbringing, but at that time, I just knew it was all up to me. I had to be the one to make a new path for my new family. And at that time, my new family was my husband. See, we all have a choice. From the moment we wake up in the morning, we have a choice to choose life or death, like the Lord says. Because if we continue to allow the voices in our head to control us, we are making a decision to choose death in a way, right? I mean, it doesn't feel good to be stuck in the bondage of our thoughts. It affects every single area of our lives. And if we stay stuck in the old record player of our thoughts from the minute we put our feet on the floor, how does that affect our whole day? Well, I'll tell you, we will begin to attract the negative. We've all been there. We wake up, you know, some mornings with negative, right off the bat thoughts of, I have to go to work. I have to deal with, you know, fill in the blank, the overwhelm of everything that has to get done that day or something that is immediately back in our mind that we maybe were tossing and turning up while we couldn't sleep that night because we were stressed over it or something was going on that we just couldn't let go. And then we just begin to marinate on thoughts like that of the negative and that can shape our whole day. And then we're in the car driving to work and it's more stressful because we're not in the right frame of mind. So other people are more irritating to us. I mean, it happens. It just happens because we're human. Well, what things have you tried to overcome this? I know you've tried because I've been there too. And we try a lot of different things, don't we? But I've been in that old record player of my thoughts just like you. Stuck listening to those voices who tell us we will never be able to or that we aren't good enough to. Or who do we think we are to think that we could? Right? Stuck. 
for years stuck. So we need to make a conscious effort to change the way we think. We need to make an effort to speak life into our own selves. My beautiful woman listening, you would never talk to your friend or your child the way you may be talking to yourself. If you had a friend who constantly spoke to you the way you may be speaking to yourself on a daily basis, you would break off that friendship. Or you should. Or maybe you would confront her. But hopefully you wouldn't accept that. And you wouldn't put up with that. Because you would see your value and your worth. I've had clients that were just so stuck in this mental pattern of self-lack and negative thoughts that they simply couldn't get past their past. They weren't ready to do the work necessary to be set free from it. And I get it. It's hard to address the past and what is causing us pain and blocks. And that is why reaching out for support is so key. It's just simply too hard to do this on our own. We can map out the best plan for ourselves for a goal that we might have in mind. Oh, maybe like cutting out processed foods. But if our mindset is not in alignment with our actions, it won't be sustainable. If you're driving by your fast food restaurant and you're focusing on what you, on what you can't have, then you're in that negative mindset. Or if you're thinking, well, I just have to do this for three weeks and then I can go back to the foods I love, then you won't have truly learned from your time away from the processed foods. Listen, I know this isn't easy, and I know you've heard something along these lines before, but the reality is it begins with us. We are the only ones who can make the change. You, me, no one else can do this work for us. Personally, I have tried the positive thinking, jotting down positives in my day, attitude of gratitude, reading the self-help books on helping to change my mindset, and it is all good to do those things. I have always got something out of it all, and I still work on self-development. And I encourage you to continue learning about yourself and how you can better yourself. All of those things do help to shape our mind. I'm a huge fan of journaling for so many reasons, and consistent learning and growing, all of those things are so important. But I've got to tell you, there was only one thing that has been hands down insurmountable in me changing my thought process and finally being set free from the bondage of my inner turmoil. Well, I do this now. I wish I hadn't been so late to the party because it would have been much calmer in my mind all of these years. I would have saved myself a lot of stress, honestly. But the number one thing I now do that is truly helping me to get out of my head is to get into God's word and read what he says about me. I need to read what he thinks about me. Read what his promises are for me. When I need it the most, not waiting, doing it right then. We can all get verses on our phone. Bible Gateway is a wonderful tool to just quickly pull up something when we need it quickly. Or we can all put on a worship song to help us get centered. But by taking two minutes to begin changing our thought process, it can change our whole day. Because when we read the truth about us over and over, 
It begins to crowd out those voices from the past. It crowds out the comments, the belittling, the shame, the fear, the anxiety, the lies. It begins to seep deep down into our soul because God's word is powerful. It is transforming. I allowed myself to stay stuck in an unhealthy thought pattern because honestly, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe this about me. I didn't fully believe that God could love me unconditionally, that I was enough, that I was deeply cherished. There were so many lies that I chose to believe. But I began to ask the Holy Spirit to help me believe what I was reading. I asked him to show me what I needed to see. He knew my pain. He knew exactly what I needed each time I opened up my Bible. And I clung to certain verses that I needed at that specific time in my life. And I feel like we are allowed to go through the various trials of our life. We are supposed to grow closer to God through them. We are supposed to run towards our Heavenly Father and not run away from Him and run to the world for our support and our solace. No, we're supposed to run to our Heavenly Father because that's where we will get the peace that we are looking for. There are so many amazing verses that help us right where we are at. But there were a few that come to mind that I clung to when I was trying to absorb what God's word said about me. Jeremiah 31.3 says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. My friends, that is unconditional love. We're not going to get that anywhere else because we're all human. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I got to tell you, some days trying to recite that verse, I got stuck on true. And I would just go through my checklist of what was true. Here's another one. Psalm 139, 13 through 16. For it was you who created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. Your works are wondrous and I know this very well. My bones were not hidden from you when I was made in secret, when I was formed in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. That is powerful. And there are so many other amazing verses. And I know listening that some verses are coming up to you, I'm sure, that you have clung to yourself. But the truth is, if we don't get our heart attitude right, if we don't get our spiritual life right first, it is harder for the other aspects of our life to fall into place. That you might not have heard of before, but, but I truly believe that. Because when we release and relinquish, when we give up all control and give it over to our Heavenly Father, when we truly surrender, only then will we find true peace and direction. 
Only then will we be able to stop struggling so, that internal struggle that we are going through. So there's a song out there called Spirit Lead Me. And it really just struck me how important the words are in the song that if we truly absorb them into our soul and let the Holy Spirit lead, how that's really a reflection on a heart attitude, a heart posture. And I just want to read a quick blip of the chorus from the song. It says, If you say it's wrong, then I'll say no. If you say release, I'm letting go. If you're in it with me, I'll begin. And when you say to jump, I'm diving in. If you say be still, then I will wait. If you say to trust, I will obey. I don't want to follow my own ways. I'm done chasing feelings. Spirit, lead me. A heart posture, a heart attitude. That food addiction, that negative habit that we know is bad for us, but we have always done it. All the mindset issues we may have can all be dealt with from a deeper, sweeter relationship with Jesus. Now hear me when I say this takes daily practice, intentional action on our part. If I missed a day of my quiet time with the Lord, I made sure to read at bedtime or get up a little bit earlier the next morning so I didn't let too much time go by. And that really helped me. Not so much as a check it off my list, but I was I was trying to be intentional. I was trying to create change and have intentional daily action to do that. So yes, maybe in the beginning it started out with a let me get this done. I committed to doing this, so I'm going to do it. But somewhere along the line, I needed it. Even getting up at an insane hour to go to work, I would still make time for that before I got in the car. And, And literally, it was maybe just five minutes, but the record player in my mind that began playing was God first, God first. And that just kind of really helped me. It's like when we obey God by putting him first, we get the reward. And may I just suggest to you that you are worth the time invested in doing this. You are worth helping yourself to essentially reclaim your mind. And that's what we're trying to do, right? We're trying to reclaim our health, mind, body, and soul. Romans 8, 5, and 6 says, For those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit have their minds set on the things of the Spirit. Now the mindset of the flesh is death. But the mindset of the spirit is life and peace. So as Christians, we are to have our minds set on eternal things, not things of this world, because they can weigh us down. Remember that verse in Deuteronomy? We can choose life or death. And 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And I'll give you one more. 
2 Corinthians 10.5 says to take every thought captive. Not just some thoughts, every thought. There are so many verses on our thoughts that I really encourage you to look them up and just start jotting the ones down that really speak to you. So let's, let's begin taking every thought captive today. If we are a new creation in Christ, we can begin renewing our minds by reminding ourselves of that truth. And in the spirit of needing support and accountability, reach out to a close friend to help you with encouragement because we can begin to repair and recover if we're being open emotionally. I have two book resources for you and these will be in the show notes as well. But the first book resource, I'm still going through it. I'm taking it very slowly because it's it's so good. But it's called A Heart After His, 30 Keys to Deeper Intimacy in the Secret Place. And this is by Melissa Griggs. And again, it's a, it's a little bit of a devotional, but I encourage you to take it slowly and not just read it through, just but really digest it and really ask the Lord to show you what he wants you to get out of it. And then the second book um, is really relating to specifically food struggles that we might have. It's called Made to Crave, Satisfying Your Deepest Desires with God and Not Food by Lisa Turkhurst. I hope I said that right. I, I always feel like I say her name wrong, but... I'll have those two book resources in the show notes. Okay, so let's turn this into an action step for this week. Jot down one verse that resonates with you. Post it on your bathroom mirror. Read it out loud to yourself each morning. Read it out loud to yourself each time you walk into that bathroom. Look yourself in the eye. Really look yourself in the eye as you are reading it. Breathe that verse in. Lean into the sweet whispers of your heavenly father that you are known, you are seen, you are heard, you are cherished, and you are loved. Go through this week doing this one thing and notice any changes you are feeling. If you like to journal, jot down the day you started this practice and how each day is. This is not a quick fix to help you get control of your thoughts. It's not. There is no quick fix about anything, guys. It takes time. Change takes time, dedication, and discipline. But it will begin to bring you peace. And we all could use some more peace, wouldn't you say? I hope this episode blessed you in some way. I just felt very strongly led to share my heart on this. So before we go, let me pray over you. Heavenly Father, we come to you wounded, broken, overwhelmed, injured. We come to you needing assurance of your love for us. No matter where these women are in their walk with you, whether a Christian or not, you love us all so deeply. So deeply, Lord, that you sent your son to die on the cross for us. The pain of watching was too great for you, Father, so you looked away, knowing that it was all for our good. 
It was all part of your perfect plan for humanity. And now as Jesus sits at the right hand of you, Father, he speaks to you for us. He fights for us. If we have accepted Jesus as our Lord, we are your daughters and we are never alone. So Father, speak truth into our hearts so that we can all be set free from the pain of our past that continues to overwhelm us and oppress us. Bring to our minds that one specific truth that you want us to believe about ourselves. Help us to change our thought path so that we can have more peace in our lives and help us to choose life, Lord, every single day. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ladies, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss even one episode. And if you're ready to ditch the overwhelm and find clarity to reclaim your health, go to treasuredwellness.com and let's just hop on a discovery call. All of the links will be in the show notes as well as the verses that we talked about today. I will see you next week. And remember, you are a beautiful treasure.